Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode of Truth Tidbits, episode 108, as we look at a place in the Word of God each and every day and see what the Lord might be speaking to us. Today, I want to draw from 1 John again, and I'd like to read verses 5 through 7 and discuss those briefly with you. 1 John chapter 1, I'm sorry, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I want to talk about these few verses just briefly tonight, and then read a few other verses as well to correlate. So John is writing here in this first epistle possibly and most likely in my opinion at least written after his gospel but before his other epistles and definitely before the book of revelation and he has established in the first early verses his eyewitness testimony about jesus that he is the word of life that brings us into fellowship with god and in the last episode we talked about Jesus being the word of life, we drew from John chapter 1, which was also written by the Apostle John, and we talked about how the eyewitness testimony proves to us that what John is saying, I saw, heard with my own ears, saw with my own eyes, I know this to be true, you can believe it. And so it, it just proves it to us, and if we will, will believe it, then our joy is full. So that's what he's talking about in the first few verses. Now he goes on and he says, okay, now this is the message that we have heard from him and we are pro uh, promoting to you. We're trying to get this word out to you because it was the same word that was delivered to us. And he goes on here and he talks about how God is light and in him is no darkness so God is the brilliance of light, radiant light. He says there is no darkness in the Lord at all, and there isn't. Now, he surrounds himself with some, he's made darkness canopies and other things like that. Moses was called into the thick darkness where God was when he had to go up on the mountain. So, you know, the Bible tells us darkness is under his feet, etc. He makes uh, darkness under his feet. So there is an element of darkness associated with the Lord's presence. But many times in Scripture, and here specifically in Scripture, it is mostly referring to works of darkness, sinful things, things that are not clean and are not pure. And that is a lot of times the way scripture reveals and speaks of darkness, works of darkness. So what John is telling us here is that there is no darkness in the Lord. Now, 
darkness has also been described or defined as the absence of light. And so what John is telling us here is that there is no absence of light anywhere in the Lord at all, in all of his personhood, in all of his character, in all of his attributes. There is no absence of light. There is no dark flaws. There's no flaw in him. He is so full of light that there is absolutely no little space, not even an, an iota of one, not even a tiny little speck of place where there could be a dark spot anywhere. There's none, no, no darkness in him at all. So how does this apply to us then? Well, he gives us two possibilities. He says here that you can either be one or the other. He said, you can say that you have fellowship with him, but if you walk in darkness or if you live in ways of darkness, you're lying and you, you are not telling the truth and you are not living the truth. You're not having a lifestyle of truthfulness. So he says, if your lifestyle is full of darkness, works of darkness, works of the flesh, then you are nothing more than a hypocrite. You are lying and you do not habitually obey, honor, and practice the lifestyle of truth. So what does it mean to walk in darkness anyway? What is he saying here? Well, I found a few verses. These are not comprehensive. This is not exhaustive. But there, there are a few that will give us an idea. 1 John 2.11, just in the next chapter, a few verses down, says this. He says, if, he says but he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. So that tells us one element of walking or living a lifestyle of darkness, and it is hating someone, having hatred in your heart towards someone. Hatred is not of God. God is love. John will also tell us that in this same book, that God is love. He is full of love. He loves everyone. He even loves those who hate him and who will reject him and who will end up spending an eternity in hell out of their own choice. He still loves them. He still didn't want them there. He didn't want them to go there. He didn't want them to choose that. He wanted them to choose him. So he loves everyone. And so John is saying here, one of the walking, one of the ways of walking in darkness is hating someone through pure and true hatred. Another one Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 6, verse 23. He says this in 22 and 23. He says this, The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? This is in the context of the Sermon on the Mount. He's talking about several different things here. And in this portion, he brings in how 
our eye needs to be full of light. If not, we have darkness in us. So that could mean things that we give our eyes over to, what we're looking at, um, what we're allowing our eyes to see literally and figuratively with our natural eyes or with our spiritual eyes. It also comes in the context of talking about um, doing things in secret so that we're doing them sincerely to the Lord and not for the pleasure or the approval of man or to be seen by people. He also talks about uh, storing up our treasures in heaven and not having the desire to have our treasures here on earth. And then right after that, he talks about nobody being able to serve two masters. You're either going to serve God or you're going to serve money. You can't serve them both. And so these are some of the contexts of these things that he is suggesting and saying that can help us understand what walking in darkness is all about. Then in Psalm 107, verse 10 and 11, here's a couple more. It says this, verse 10, Those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons, because... They rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. So there it's telling us that when we rebel against the Lord and despise His precious word and won't have any of His word, we don't want that to rule over us. We don't want to hear it. We turn away from it. We reject it. That's also walking in darkness. Those are are sitting and walking in darkness and surrounding ourselves with darkness. Then in Proverbs chapter 2, I want to read verse 10 through 15. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths. So these are some of the definitions of darkness and dark ways and walking in darkness. Those that would Rejoice in doing evil. That's one of the characteristics. Delight in perversity of the wicked. Having crooked ways. Deceitful and unbalanced and, and untrue ways and unjust ways. Those who are devious in their lifestyle, in their paths, in their doings. So these are just some of the ways that people can walk in darkness and so in 1 John, he's telling us that there's none of this. There's not even, even the slightest speck of it in the Lord. There's no place in God where there is absence of light anywhere. He is fullness of light. But then he tells us that if we walk in the light as he is truly in the light, then we really do have fellowship, not only with him, but with each other. Sincere fellowship. It's not hypocritical. It doesn't have these shadows or these areas where there's darkness lurking in there. And it's not true. 
This is true fellowship. We would be true blue to the Lord, so to speak. We're honest. We're genuine, authentic. And the other thing it tells us, this isn't even like icing on the cake, so to speak. And Jesus' blood cleanses us from all sin. Oh, friend, if you have experienced the blood of Jesus Christ cleansing you from sin, you are a blessed, wonderful individual. You are blessed beyond measure. That's the greatest blessing in life, is to have our sins washed away by the precious blood of Jesus. I pray that you have experienced that, or that if you haven't, you will call upon him right now. Repent of your sin. Ask him to forgive you and come in and be your Lord and your Savior and write your name in the Lamb's book of life and wash away all of your sins and make you a new person in Jesus Christ. I pray that you will call out to have him do that for you because blessed is the man whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are forgiven, David said and wrote in his book, blessed a man that is or a person that is to be envied because he's so well blessed of the Lord and well favored. So to walk in the light is when we will have no darkness at all. I want to close with two scriptures and two final thoughts. First of all, in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 4, it says this, and we read this yesterday. I'm going to read it again. Speaking of Jesus, who is the word of life. We talked about that in the last lesson. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now, why do we read that? Well, let's turn over to the Gospel of John, chapter 8. And I want to read verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The light of the word of life. The light of life that John just told us about in his gospel, John chapter 1, verse 4. And so Jesus declares here in John chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. He tells us clearly, if we follow him, we will not walk in darkness, but we will have the light of life. So what does that really mean to follow him? Did you know that when Jesus called his disciples, every single one of them, the call was the same, follow me. In those days, that would mean someone who became a disciple or a student under the tutelage of that rabbi, that leader. And so to follow Jesus would include pursuing him, yes. It would include walking alongside him, walking in his footsteps. But it's even more than that. It would be his actual student, the one that you, you are his uh, tutelage. He is tutoring you. You would watch him and then you would do as he did and learn from him. You would watch how he lives and then live like he lived. 
you would listen and learn how he spoke and then speak how he spoke. You would watch and pay attention and learn from his example in how he treated people, how he spoke to people, even people who didn't like him. And then you would learn from his example. He became a pattern for living. And Jesus says that if you will follow him, if you will allow him to teach you, if you will tutor under him and learn, paying close attention to him, to his words, to his mannerisms, to the way he handles situations and people, the way he responds to people, the honor he gives to God, all of those things. If you will pattern yourself after him who is the light, then you will not walk in darkness, but rather you will be walking in the light. I hope and pray that this has been a blessing to you and that you are learning and growing in walking in the light as a disciple of Jesus, as a follower of Jesus Christ. I pray that this has been a blessing to you and Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of Truth Tidbits. God bless you today in Jesus' name.